word. The passage of scripture that I'd like to point you to is 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 11 and 12. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 11 and 12. I'll, I'll read the passage, give you a brief explanation and tell you how it relates to prayer and uh, to a growing understanding that I have in terms of how we ought to pray for the people that we love. I was thinking just in terms of it, how we ought to pray for the people that we love in 2024. We are at the beginning of 2024. How should you be praying for your loved ones, your your spouse, your children, the people that you hold dearest in this world? Well, in verse 11 of 2 Thessalonians, Paul says, to this end, and of course we've got to ask what end, uh, also, uh, which isn't in the ESV, but it really should be, there's a conjunction there, we always pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill every resolve for good and work of faith by his power. So that, as the reason, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Just that far, what's going on in this text? Well, it says, to this end, and uh, what's happened before is that Paul's been speaking about the second coming of Jesus Christ, dealing vengeance on those who stand against the Thessalonians, their accusers, um, but really redeeming his people and uh, loving them. So it's a word of comfort that Paul's been giving. And so he says, to this end, how, how can you go about practically living in light of the second coming? And his answer is that he prays for them. He says, we always pray for you. Paul has a personal, loving, pastoral relationship with the people that he's writing to. He's saying, listen, yeah, I'm always praying for you. Paul was praying in, in tight corners. He was praying when the chips were down, when he was locked up in prison. He was singing hymns and praying to Almighty God. And Paul prayed in bright corners when things were going well. In the Thessalonians' life, they were growing. They were multiplying. Things were flourishing. And Paul is praying for them. Why? What is the reason? Well, the effect of Paul's prayer is that God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power. He's saying that God may make you worthy. Uh, this is a work that God does. He doesn't say that you may be worthy or you may make yourself worthy, but rather his prayer is that God would make them worthy of what? Well, of his calling, of his higher calling, God's sovereign call to salvation of the Thessalonian church, that God would make them worthy of that divine sovereign calling. It's a staggering thought, and that he might fulfill Full, every resolve, that, that word resolve is desire. And it's a desire for good. It's a desire for virtuous things. It's a desire for excellence and of work of faith by his power. In other words, Paul is praying that God would get it done by the power of the Holy Spirit. God would get what done? God would get a worthing done in the lives of the Thessalonians, and God may get a fulfilling done in the lives of the Thessalonians. The question is why? Uh, if he prays this prayer and God does this, what will be the effect in the Thessalonians' lives? He says, so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in your life. That your life might matter. <laughs> Jesus might be glorified in you. But not only that, and you in him, that you may bear a close resemblance to Jesus from a union with Jesus, a oneness with Jesus. And so you may honor Jesus in your life. And this would be according to the grace in proportion to 
um, flowing from the unmerited favor of God, flowing from God giving you what you do not deserve and the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is God. Jesus is full of grace. And so Jesus is the bestower of grace to his people. Really, this is Paul's prayer. And Paul's purpose in praying it, um, or God's purpose in Paul's prayer. And Paul's prayer really is that Paul prays that God would make the Thessalonians worthy and effectual. And then uh, Paul's purpose is that God would graciously transform the Thessalonians so that Jesus may be glorified in them and them in him. Now, just so far, that, that's what the text means. That's verse 11 and verse 12 of 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. But now I want us to zoom in just for a moment on this prayer that Paul has. We always pray for you. And I want to tell you that the Thessalonians were in a tough spot. <laughs> they were in the midst of persecution. They were in the midst of um, uh, affliction. They were in the midst of distress, of turmoil, of tribulation. They were facing difficult things. And in the midst of all of this, quite incredible, in the midst of all of this, as Paul prays, he doesn't pray, listen, yeah, I, I pray that God takes care of all of your problems. No, no. Paul prays that God would make them worthy of his calling and that they would fulfill every resolve for good and work of faith by his power. Now, that got me thinking, man, that's such a strange prayer. He's not praying for their circumstances. Mm -hmm. He's praying for their souls, that they be built up in the most holy faith. He, he is not praying for their difficulties. He's praying for something which is spiritual for them. And so I went and I started looking at all of Paul's prayers in the New Testament, pages and pages and pages of prayers. In fact, mm -hmm. I extracted them uh, into a four-page little document of, of just the scriptural prayers of Paul from all of his letters as he prayed for those whom um, he was writing to. You know what the interesting thing about Paul is? Paul, when he's praying for people, whether they be the Thessalonians or whether they be the Philippians uh, who are in, you know, destitute and really struggling or uh, the Macedonians or wh whoever else it might be. When Paul prays for people, he very seldom prays for their circumstances. Paul invariably is praying for their spirits. And so if there is one thing that I could convey to you, listener, it would be this. When you pray for the people that you love in 2024, be praying for their souls, be praying for their upliftment, be praying that God would make them worthy of his calling, pray that God would fulfill in them every resolve for good and work of faith by his own power. Pray that God would bring to completion the work which he has already started in their lives, that God might be glorified in them and they might receive the highest good from him. Hey, show me anything to add? That's excellent, brother, and it, it hits on something I was thinking about this morning. Uh, the Lord, he woke me up about th uh, 3 o'clock this morning, and I was in the Psalms, as, as often uh, the saints are. And in Psalm 63, verse number 7, it says, Because you have been my help hmm. and it's I began uh, to pray and to realize um, that my help my hope my strength my joy it's God and this nearness in the relationship 
is the most important thing in my life. And so as you're reading about Paul's prayer, he's praying that their souls might be built up, that they may walk worthy. It's, it's, I'm, 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 I'm convinced, I'm, I'm under the uh, persuasion that I can't be stopped if I stay near unto God. That the only thing that I can hurt me, it isn't my circumstances, it isn't my trials, um, it isn't my temptation, it isn't my fears, it isn't even my failures, but, but it's to get distance from God is I lose all of my power and I lose everything I have. And so that also, um, it, it, it actually led me into Psalm uh, 42 is, is, is a companion psalm to uh, the Psalm 63. And he says in verse number three, it's, it is my tears have been my food day and night as to while they continually say to me, oh, where is your God? And I need to get God back. I need to get this, 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 this face unto face, a relationship mm. with God. And and even my tears are saying, yes, as to where is God, let the tears also, as they also pray, God, come back to me. Is mm-hmm. I need you. Help me. Is I did not get into the ministry because I wanted to be a preacher. Is I got into the ministry because I wanted to enjoy God. Mm-hmm. And I believe that it was his calling. But to spend time with him, it was it was it was it was it was more than preaching. It was more than serving. Is the scriptures is they were not used for somebody else. It was personal nourishment mm. of a personal relationship uh, with the Lord that was sweet and is sweet, and that's that's my desire. Mm. And so, as 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 you're praying uh, for me, and and so as you are talking about prayer, He's praying that their souls may be built up. It's by God's power. Mm. It's by God's grace. This power isn't in ourselves to live this Christian life. It's in God. And I need to get it from him each and every day. And I exhort my listeners here, uh, my brothers, my sisters here, uh, to approach God in the scriptures each and every day uh, for him to fill you up and speak peace into your heart and to make you flourish uh, by his grace in a relationship with him mm. and all the good works will follow. And then my last point, it says is the book of John chapter number 14. If you love me, keep my commandments. Wow. 